1: It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Stoth. In an era of chaos, confusion, and craziness, Ference is a voice for common sense. As a financial literacy educator, speaker, and entrepreneur, Ference cuts through the noise to help us understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Now, here's Ference Stoth.
2: Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference, and today we have one of our favorite guests back with us, John Burley. Now, if you don't know who John is, he is a real estate expert, um, educator, he owns his own private equity company, and John is, I I like to say, probably one of the most famous people you may not know of. So, uh, those who've been listening to the show, of course, know John. John, thank you for joining us again today.
3: Barron, it is awesome to be here on the Your Personal Bank Show. Always love it. Um, Love the feedback we get from your listeners. Glad to be here, my friend.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to not waste any more time. We're going to jump right into this for John's time. John, we always ask you, I, I always say, you know more about real estate than anybody I know. You're my real estate mentor. If I have a question about it, with interest rates, the way they've changed, there's no doubt in the past year or so, real estate market has changed significantly.
3: Where are we at? What's going on? Well, I think, great question. I think where we're at is people are being reminded that the United States is not one real estate market. Um, you know, there's clearly over a thousand identified market. You've got markets that are in, you know, deep doo-doo uh, that, that are declining and hurting some of the really big cities that were super overpriced. I mean, you know, I'm a West Coast guy right now. So, you know, obviously Seattle, San Francisco are hurting huge. Um, but then you've got lots of communities. I know you're right now vacationing back in North Carolina. You've got lots of small little communities and towns that the markets are still good. Um you know, the one thing I think that, that is the constant for most of the markets across the country is supply and demand is completely borked. Um, there is virtually everywhere a shortage of supply. And when you have a shortage of supply, supply and demand changes what markets would do if all things were equal, if that makes sense.
2: It does. It does. Yeah. I like so, I so, like what you said about different markets, because yeah, I've been Doing a little vacationing here on the, and then working with some clients and stuff and some hopefully adding some additional stations. But you're right. and My wife and I were just commenting. It's like we're in a different world over here, a different country versus, say, Phoenix.
3: Oh yeah i mean so so we invested in invested in two different countries in twelve states uh, in addition to Arizona where our corporate offices are, but I mean, I remember even in the heart of eight i mean some of the some of the cities in the the midwest and the deep south, I'm not saying rent in the midwest or deep south, but those cities literally never crashed now part of the reason they never crashed is because they never really went up um mm-hmm. so there was no no real room to crash, but there's a lot of markets that have very, very low volatility that are amazing cash flow plays, and that they're very low priced. Now, before you run to those, keep in mind the reason they're low priced is because they don't go up because they're not super desirable. I mean, so I know some of us live where, like, you hear about houses that are three or $400,000, and you're like, oh, my God, show me one anywhere in the world. Well, the reality is when you leave our most of our big major cities, most of America, I mean, our median is just over 400000 um, meeting is the in-between so all those big expensive cities forget about the little ones but there's lots and lots of places in america where you still today can buy a good solid three four bedroom 1500 square foot house for 100 grand doesn't mean you should and it's low valued for a reason there's not a lot of driving components to ever make that market go up um, and, and so what we do is we just look at the different values and, and the different products that are out there and i think at the end of the day i 'm um, very grateful because I had extraordinary training, and I was brought up to listen to people who were decades ahead of me on a timeline who were extraordinarily successful and I learned a long time ago look it, you know when the, when the booms are going, everybody going it's too expensive it 's like it 's not the price you know and now interest rates for people who don't have a great recollection or a little bit younger are thinking the interest rates are insane over price where, of course, you and I remember 19% FHA loans. Mm -hmm. uh, It's not the interest rate. It never was the price. It never was the interest rate. It was the return. Um, And that's a combination of all those factors. Um, The other thing people forget is, yeah, interest rates are higher, prices are higher. And rents, Are so much higher than they've been forever. Everybody's like rents are so high. Actually, if you look at the numbers, rents aren't necessarily high. And again, this will vary by region to region. But in most cases, there's a sticker shock around the rents. But if you come in as an outsider and just look at the numbers, they're not when you roll it back from 20 years ago when they were so low and put it where it is today, and then you put in a, you know, a 3.6, 3.8, whatever you want to use for a, an average annual inflation, not cherry-picking a high or a low one, but use a true average. Rents are undervalued in many, many cities. Uh, they're undervalued today even though they've skyrocketed 50% in the last five years. They're still way below where they should be, Um you know, yeah, if and, you talk and, to anybody
2: who's who's who is a renter, you, you're right. They're they're you they wouldn't think that they're complaining. So you think rents are going to stay where they're at, or possibly even go higher?
3: Yeah, again, it varies where we are. You know, speaking in Phoenix, sure. Phoenix, we have seriously next three years, thirty to forty percent room to grow, um, and with the amount of people moving in, it's going to be tough on a lot of families. And I feel bad about this, I genuinely do, because they're going to be where wow. I can't have the three or four bedroom house anymore. You know, I I'm gonna you know have to move an apartment, um, and that's the same with a lot of the country. It's just that people who, people were paying rent of apartments in a lot of towns and cities. Uh, I'm not talking about Los Angeles or New York or Chicago here, but kind of the rest of the country, and um, you know those are numbers going to increase. And, and I know we do our when we do our annual rent increases, which is just normal business. I mean, um, I think most of your listeners would get it for sure. Mm-hmm. Is that you know my costs and and my fair profit as uh, my costs and expenses go up across the board on everything like every other business, and obviously my rents are going to increase too. It's not because my mortgage went up; my mortgage didn't go up, but everything else did. The taxes went up, the insurance went up. And all my operational costs go up. And everybody knows if you run a successful business for decades and decades and decades, the business doesn't pay for price increases. They're passed on to the consumer, something the government often right. forgets. So, <laughs> you know, every business is having their costs going up 10, 15, 20%. So, landlords who are raising rents by 5%, 7% aren't even keeping it even with the moving ball. And, and right. I know it, it, it was kind of interesting. You know, the last four years, we've done some, some good rent increases. And the first couple of years is like, I'm not kidding, 90% plus percent of people got back. You know, like, well, this is ridiculous. We're not gonna pay it, we're moving. And then literally, with 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 the exception of across the country, a handful of people, literally just a handful, parents, everybody else, you know, communicated back to us within 72 hours. And as this is what they said was, never mind, because they figured out our rent increase was actually a huge discount versus what the new market was. Right. So so if we look at you know, as a property investor, if we look at the pros and cons and we look at the micro, not the macro, there are massive opportunities out there. One of them being our income streams have increased dramatically and will continue to see, do so over the next few years. And, and higher interest rates make rents go up, not down. There is an absolute um, symbiotic relationship between interest rates, property taxes, the cost of government compliance. Uh, and what rents are, and all those factors go up, rents go up that 's how it 's always been, how it'll always be i, I know know that's the exact opposite of what a large portion of politicians and government officials think it is, but mm-hmm. that's just reality one one and you know you and I and your listeners, we happen to live in the real world <laughs> right well, like
2: you said, if costs go up, you you know the consumer pays those costs increases
3: absolutely I, I know I just not too long ago, I saw an article in San Francisco, which, of course you know their real estate woes are real and true mm-hmm. um, you know, the first and fourth biggest hole, H- hotel heck Hilton um uh, defaulted to j b Morgan. It was a friendly default, but they defaulted in a friendly manner because they just said, "Look, if we were a hundred percent full and raised our our um our rates to a rate that we can't get, we still would lose money because of all the costs in mean, San Francisco." and uh this was a couple months ago, so I believe these are accurate. It was a thousand days to to start construction on a new on a new property there wow. was There was over eight hundred forms permits, government regulation documents that need to be filed before you construct, and the total cost before you own the land. Or drove one nail was eight hundred seventy-one thousand dollars, and they were getting pissed off that the builders wouldn't build low-income housing. Well, remove the eight hundred seventy-one thousand dollars, and we can. But right. you won't, so we don't. You know, and, and so you're literally, literally seeing San Francisco, which is an extreme, sixteen percent vacancy rates, um, mm-hmm. while while they're alleging a housing shortage. Then, and, and I would put it, it's not a housing shortage. I would put it that the cost of housing. Uh, in a combination of factors, because there's more than just the government's regs and rules, but a combination of factors. It's not that they have a housing shortage currently. It's that they have a shortage of people who have an income stream or who are willing to pay those exorbitant rates. Right. Um, yeah, so the real the real question people should be asking is what what do we do to make the housing more affordable and fair to all parties, not how do we ream one party or the other?
2: That would be nice, a little common sense, but that's hard to find these days.
3: It's not a new thing. I I remember my (laughs) my grandfather when I was a little boy literally talking about the most uncommon thing with common sense. And I bet he listened to his grandfather say something about the same.
2: (laughs) Probably. You're probably right. I can
3: can picture George Washington right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So another thought comes to mind here, John. So there seems to be a lot of people thought, you know, with interest rates going up and all, real estate values would start to. Uh, go down. And in some areas, like you said, they have to a degree. Um But there seems to be like a log jam between the sellers and the buyers these days. Uh The seller's not wanting to let go of their property because they've got a low interest mortgage. And if they move, they'll have a higher interest mortgage.
3: Any yeah, thoughts on I, I that? Think, Yeah, absolutely. It's a unique market. So, So first mm-hmm. of all, Every 14 to 18 years, on average, there's been a few exceptions where it was shorter or where it was longer, with every three or four generations it being cataclysmic. Um, mm-hmm. We did our cataclysmic in 2008, so the odds of you and I living through a cataclysmic downturn are small. Right. Um, our, our grandparents or great-grandparents did 32, um, mm-hmm. and then it was 2008. But every 14 to, eight, every 14 to 18 years, you go through th- four economic cycles. You go through growth which will be recovery prosperity um, you know and then you have um, you know your your recession depression every time you then go back down again and then you start all over you just you know, it's a continue just a cycle you know up and down up and down the the bar moves up But it does throw going up and down, up and down, up and down in waves. And so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, so many people got caught with their, you know, with their pants down in that eight air. And it's like going, wow, how could you have missed it? I mean, we hadn't done since 32. You should have been worried in 87 because that could have been the start. 2,000 should have woken you up. But, I mean, when it runs that good for that long, you know that you're going to do your normal 14 to 18 and that one happened to coincide with a historical 60 to 90 year drops and those charts go back 6,000 years and, and so, so I you think
2: we'll, you lose focus you lose your focus then so we're covering some great information here i've got to cut john off because we're coming up on a hard break i'm going to ask john some more real estate focus questions here coming up he's going to be with us for the whole show so i really encourage you to stay tuned because john is sharing some solid gold so don't miss it
1: Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferentz. For more information, contact Parent's at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz Toth. Want more information? Contact Parent's at 866-4422. 268 4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ference Toth.
2: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank show. This is Ference, and we have one of our best guests, our most popular guests, John Burley with us, real estate expert, educator, private equity owner. And look, if you missed the first segment, it was awesome. Solid gold information John was sharing. I'm going to encourage you to go to yourpersonalbank.com and listen to that or any of the previously recorded shows. But we're back with John. I'm going to ask him some more real estate-related questions. Welcome back to the show, John. Great to be here. Appreciate it, my friend. You're welcome. You're welcome. So you were kind of – I wanted to delve into this a little further. You were talking about the normal cycle of real estate, and it goes through four four different pieces to that cycle. My question is, where do you – if you don't mind reiterating those, and where are we at on that cycle, and how long do you think we'll be
3: before we get to the next segment? Absolutely. So literally like clockwork. Not just in the history of America, not just for the last couple of years. I mean literally the entire history of America going back to 1765 charts, literally rolling back into, back into charts for Western Europe that go back to a couple thousand years before Christ. And then literally as you move to the Middle East, there are charts that go back 6,000 years. This is not new stuff. It's not a surprise. Markets like clockwork. Um, Go up and go down, go up and go down. Every three or four generations, every 60 to 90 years, you get the big whoppers, which in history don't happen sooner, Uh, and they're not because of wars. It's primarily because the people who went through and learned those hard money lessons like the people from 1932 in America – By the time 2008 came, they were all dead, and their children and grandchildren forgot, for the most part, the lessons. History doesn't repeat itself. Human beings forget history and then do the same stupid (laughs) thing over again. I was blessed. I had a grandfather who really honed it home, and I listened, and I remembered. And and so I didn't get caught with my pants down. So, So where we are right now, this is a unique one. Because we have such extraordinary supply and demand issues in an era where we have such financing available for everybody. So, I mean, you know, in, in in the 1932 downturn, financing wasn't available. In 2000, it was, but too easy. Some financing today is easy, some is hard, but there's more skin in the game. So I think we're really coming back Is there's a unique factor of extreme supply and demand issues, meaning there's not enough supply to meet demand. In an era of quote unquote modern money, which really gives it a new slant and it, it just exposes even more that that contrary to general popular media politic type opinions, we are not in a national real estate market. we never have been it 's local it 's concentric you know there's over a thousand identified markets in america it 's not just twenty five big cities. Um, Heck, you, you lived in Phoenix for, for years and years, and you go, you know that Phoenix literally is like three or four different markets within the same big town. It is. Um, and, and so we've got to really look at that factor where we are local. As far as where we are overall right now, we've got still a predominant emotion in the marketplace is fear. This is more so than normal in the last 20 years. Um, The fear from eight hasn't gone away. Young people think it has, but it hasn't. They don't have most of the money, so it doesn't really matter what they think. Not to be mean, that's just reality. Um, You know, you you run the world when you have the money, not when you think you have. You know what the world is. And and so, um, and that's for every generation. And, And so, where we're at right now, I think for a lot of markets, a lot of markets are in the process of a soft landing. And for many of them, the soft landing is literally almost just sideways. Um, I also think that a lot of markets still have room to give 10 to 20%. It, it doesn't mean we don't still buy, but we buy. And you know, parents, I, I formed our private equity company back in 1989. Um, if you want to know more about who we are and what we do, guys, just go to johnburley.com. A, a, but I formed it way back then, and the reason is we're very, very long-term pe- people. We look at the long-term cycle. I've never bought the macro. I've always only bought the micro. And so, what I do is the markets that I'm investing in. For most of you, just invest where you are. It's easier. And if you ever owned a rental property and you know, it was half an hour away and you had problems, 2000 miles away isn't what would make it easier. I know that's what we said in that podcast, but it ain't true. <laughs> it is, I think most markets, uh, we've slowed down. And a lot of new paradigms are finally being accepted and realized are still in denial by a lot of real estate agents. I mean, real estate agents all wanted to go back to the good old days you know, of 2005 when they had three to six months worth of inventory on the market every given time. Okay, well, that model's gone and dead. I mean, that's like wanting, wanting uh, the auto industry to go back to the 1970s when they had a year and a half where the car's sitting in parking lots rotting. Those models don't work. They're gone. If you're in a real market, you know, 30 to 60 days is what it should be so most markets unfortunately are about where they should be in the amount of inventory i understand the whole real estate community hasn't got it yet it's going to be 20 years before they're out of the business and the new generation gets it oh so it's just going to be like it's been for the last 20 years not the good old days like the veterans talked about yes and and so i I think what we're looking at is there is a lot of a, a lot of opportunities on a micro level across the board and the reason being a lot of people Need to sell, and are willing to sell at a price that'll get it sold today, rather than a fantasy February 2022 price. And when I look at MLS's, you know, which is a good indicator of what's going on across the country, mm-hmm. um, we buy off-market and on-market. But when I look at MLS, it seems to be kind of across the board. Uh, about a third of the properties are MLS, are in the top 20, 10 to 20 percent condition for their area for what they should be. And they're priced fairly, and they're still selling instantly, right away. They're gone within 30 days consistently. Mm-hmm. And, and those are usually 20-plus-year experienced agents because they know it has to be priced. They don't let the tail wag the dog. And what I mean by that is they don't let the client tell them what the house should be listed for. They tell the client, no, I'm not going to list it for five. I can get four and a quarter, and you got to do 10000 worth of work, or I won't list it. By mm-hmm. the way, that's the agent you want because they'll actually sell the house. Right. And then you've and then you've got a third of MLS, which is in you know February 2022 delusion 101. You know they want six hundred thousand dollars because maybe a house sold for five seventy five down the street, right. and those are never selling. And those are almost always agents with less than five years experience because they still think it's the good old days. If you list it, it'll sell no matter what. Those days are gone for them for a while. And then you've got about a third of the houses that are overpriced that need some work. With the mid-level agent, those are the ones we primarily target because those you know the house has been sitting for a hundred days, not one mm-hmm. offer. And then we come in and offer well below value. People are like how low? Well, it depends on your market, 10 to 30 percent plus. Mm-hmm. And those offers, some not most, some get accepted. And then you have extraordinary buys. So I'm seeing a lot of good opportunities out there. We have to work a little bit for them. We, we don't have blood in the streets. There's not chaos. There's no tsunami of foreclosures mm-hmm. like these podcasts Yahoo say, because there's right. no facts that do it. Because when you look at the national default rates for residential housing, it's completely untrue. We're at some of the lowest default rates we've had in 40 years. The, the facts right. are actually the exact opposite of the hype. So I'm seeing right. a lot of great opportunities. We're taking over, taking control of, and assuming a lot of low-interest loans. Um, and and Those, then we're, we we're buy, have a lot of capital investors, investors that come in who just like, John, we just want to pay cash. We just want to mm-hmm. buy them and, and own them for the long term.
2: So, John, if somebody was wanting to learn how to do this or, like you said, learn how to assume these low-interest loans or maybe go cash or they're interested in real estate investing in this new market, I guess we're in, like you said, yeah.
3: how would they contact you? Great question. So, so guys, we have an event coming up July 21st to 23rd. Fortunately and unfortunately, I'm a full-time owner of a private equity company that does real estate, so I only do three public events a year. July 21st, 23rd, the Burley Summer Camp, johnburley.com, so J-O-H-N-B-U-R-L-E-Y.com. You can call 623 623- 561-8246 for more information. But you can go to johnburley.com and just click the link. And then I'm on all social media if you want to check me out. And you know what? I'm a regular guy. It may be a few days, but I actually – all the, the DMs that I get, I actually respond to them personally. So if you got a question, reach out to me.
2: And that's something I like to share and why I like to bring John on because um, I know John personally too. I've been through a number of his courses. I've been to his office. We've had lunch together. We worked here. John's the real deal. He's and he and he's really doing what he said and and that is so rare. Well, not only these days, but anytime for somebody who educates but actually does what they're teaching, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and and, and it, you know, I I I have a lot of respect for all the commitment, dedication, to the education system out there, and you know, mm-hmm. the people that are doing the the education. Just the reality is, you, you can't serve two masters. I mean, I can't. I can't be running a successful high-end private equity firm since 1989 and running around the country 40 weekends a year teaching. It don't work. Everybody understands the math. Just think about it. So we do three events a year, and that's it. The rest of the time, we're enjoying our life and uh, running our company. Yeah, you're out there uh, doing real estate deals, right? Yeah, that's what we do. I mean, that's that's our business. Um, I originally come out of the financial side, uh, so I'm a Wall Street-trained guy. Um, I'm from there. I understand how they work. Um, we were at the top of the pinnacle of success in that industry, but my passion was always the real estate side. So we were literally the first guys to go out from Wall Street in 1989. We form, formed. A, I formed the private equity company, and um, its intention and what it's done is we buy long-term single-family home real estate. So we actually came out about 20 years before the other guys. Well, John, I'm glad you brought
2: up the whole thing with the real estate back, or the Wall Street in the background you had because I, I know you do some consulting for some of the big Wall Street purchasers. So, the next segment, I'm going to ask John, what is Wall Street doing or what what's their view on real estate right now? What what do you think their plans are? So, stay tuned, don't miss it.
1: Stay tuned for more common sense from Fairens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866 268 4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866 268 4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Parents Toth. Want more information? Contact Parents at 866 268 4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866 268 4422. Now back to the show with Parents Toth.
2: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference and uh, again, uh, we have one of our favorite guests and most knowledgeable guests, John Burley, on real estate in particular, and if you've been listening, you know that John's been sharing some awesome information, so if you did miss it, go to yourpersonalbank.com. You can listen to this or any of the previously reported shows, by the way, but John, again, thank you for joining us.
3: My pleasure. It's great to be here. I'm
2: That's really awesome. enjoying
3: and- the markets we're in.
2: Yes. Uh, in fact, yeah, you were just saying, and uh, in the break, I was mentioning you, I know you do some consulting with some of the major Wall Street firms that do purchase a lot of real estate. What What's going on with them? Where are they at right now?
3: <laughs> Great question. So um, here, here's what they do extraordinarily well, raise money. And mm-hmm. here's what they get paid extraordinarily well to do, raise money. Here's what most of them long term have a proven track record of not doing historically well, make money for their clients. But that's not the model. Almost all of them are fee-based model. One of the unique things that we did is 2% of the firms on Wall Street, their funds, they run them for profit rather than for fees. We're entirely 100% profit-based, meaning if I don't make a profit, my firm does not get paid a dime, nothing. We work for free, and we share equally in losses if I generate them. Knock on wood, 33 years, no losses. So, um, you know, and a big part of that, is we're long-term players. So, if the market's mm-hmm. down, we just collect our income every month, and we don't sell. That's not hard to do. We're long-term, long, long-term players. We don't take right. risks, um, extraordinary risks, because it's just not wise, and it's not our model. So, so you literally got, you know, the the big black, the the Blackstone, BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The one I love is in default for the last eight months on a hundred plus billion dollar fund, and mm-hmm. they just completed a thirty point four billion dollar new raise they they're in default and mm-hmm. cannot make the payments cannot re return the money that's owed. they're only they're only um only um, giving back thirty percent of that which is requested so seventy wow. percent of the people who want the money back can 't get it. <laughs> While they raise another thirty point forty thirty point four billion dollars go back in again, like um, you said they're, they're great at raising on, money <laughs> they are amazing, and that's how they get paid so there right. there's 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 primarily two income sources to their shops and I'm not saying this is wrong this is just what it is right they get they get paid one to two percent on the raise, most are one and a half to two percent these days up until twenty years ago they were all two percent mm-hmm. so you know if so if you raise uh a hundred million dollars that's two million now if you raise a hundred billion that's two billion guaranteed up front right then they charge a two percent asset management fee so if you got a hundred billion dollars under management you get two billion dollars whether it makes any money or not guaranteed up front Mm -hmm. now they frame it differently than that obviously but this is how i frame it. it it And so, you know, I think the the biggest challenge they have, and this is why, you know, some of the great, greatest, greatest traders, you know, that ever lived tell the general public that if you focus and become very, very knowledgeable in a specific arena and area, you can destroy the returns of Wall Street. However, you have to be an er- an expert. You have to be specific. You have to be targeted. You don't diversify. And the main thing you have to manage is your own psychology and emotions, not your market skills. Mm-hmm. And and so you know these guys, most of them in, in the volume. I mean, I I could not get my returns if I attempted to do their volume. I mean, I can't walk into. You know, a, a little town in North Carolina. <laughs> I I, go, I can walk into a Fayetteville, North Carolina, where we invested quite a bit over the years. I can go into a Fayetteville, and you know, I can buy twenty, thirty, forty houses a month, and people know who I am, but not by much. But right. I can't go into a Fayetteville and start buying five hundred houses a month. I destroy right. the marketplace in in thirty days. Right. There's no under the radar. I mean, everybody sees where you're at. You're mm-hmm. and you're overpaying. Um, their their models are just extraordinarily flawed. Um, and what they do, and so they don't they don 't hit their numbers, but they 're not really supposed to they 're supposed to generate fees and asset management um What they do do is they add a lot of stability to the market um because they be whether they intended it or not with with the markets not escalating uh they become long term holders, and the assets are owned free and clear uh mm-hmm. so there 's you know there 's no default going on there uh but but certainly. You know there's a there's a lot of fear in the marketplace, and there's not a lot of operators who really know what to do um and doing it on a micro level, you can always just have returns that are extraordinarily beyond a macro level and that and that would you know that would be someone who traded stocks or any of the equity markets um or the zero sum game markets or the real estate market um, sure and I've seen it my entire lifetime um so it seems like yeah you know, from what I've seen at least that that the
2: big players have kind of stepped back for a while but you think they're yes. going to be back and yes. any so, idea when
3: you know well you know, well, you know the, the blackstone is coming back in on a small level and 30 mm-hmm. billion dollars is a small level and, right. and and still you need to understand i mean guys a little over a little over just over 64 percent of all single family homes in america are still owned by mom and pop nothing's mm-hmm. changed mm-hmm. nothing um, yeah, you know, I you know, I remember I saw an article like six months ago. They were complaining in Atlanta that, you know, new home purchases only sixty-eight percent were owner occupied, and the article was making it look like that was a bad thing. It's like, no, that's above normal. That that's actually mm-hmm. mean more people own than normal. This isn't bad, this was good.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: and you know, and the huge funds, they own sub four percent of the rentals. they're not the the number one holder of rental real estate is still mom and pop investors. Yep. You know th- those people that have five to to a couple hundred properties. You know the people that I've trained all over the country. You know right. who make fifty hundred thousand plus dollars a month every month cash flow um, mm-hmm. off properties bought well. The one thing we do different than most people is we knew that I know that foundationally and fundamentally. Real estate is like every other ask class. And and therefore, real estate has absolutely nothing to do with real estate. Real estate is entirely about money. It has always been about money and will always be about money. It's not about real estate, it's about money. If you have money, you know, if you're driving right now, don't close your eyes. But if you're looking at home and you wanted to invest in real estate, if you had a million dollars in cash right now, could you invest in real estate successfully? And the answer is yeah. Sure. Um, and so what we do is we teach people how to raise the money. Um, properly legally ethically morally with a fair rate of return to their capital investor so that they can then go and invest in real estate with money not trying to run around and you know tie up contracts that you can't perform on
1: um mm-hmm. what they
3: call flipping you know yep. um you know try trying you know trying and, and basically they're trying to have a miracle happen to get a real estate deal done rather than just going and getting the money you know, and if right. you were trying to, you know, that was the one one of the greatest things I learned in Wall Street. Everybody laugh at you for good reason. You don't try and buy stock without any money. The fact that you don't have any money is irrelevant, but kid. Get, get on the phone, raise some money, then go buy them. But don't try and buy them without money. Go raise the money.
2: Yeah, I remember from uh, like listening to you many times and uh, in your course, even you, you know, not a big fan of flipping because it's like it's another job you create yep. it for yourself. And uh, you'd probably be better off taking that energy, like you said, and go raise some funds so you can actually buy some real estate.
3: Yeah, and, and the the main thing I didn't like about flipping is there there's three huge risks that I have no control of, and I don't like risk. You've known me a long mm-hmm. time, parents I do not <laughs> yep. like risk. I do That's not true. lose. I do not like losing. I mean I right. hate losing more than I love to win <laughs> is um, I cannot control interest rate risk. Mm-hmm. I cannot control market risk. Mm -hmm. And I cannot control the economic risk, the economy. Those are three things. If I'm doing short-term transactions, any one of those three can bite me in the rear end at any time, no matter how good of an operator I am. If I'm a long, long long-term guy who's looking out decades, which is what wealthy people do, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, So the interest rates went up. It just means my existing properties are worth more money. It just means there's going to be more pain and more opportunities to help people out of their pain. Uh, and better manage their asset than they know how. Um, you know, it, it, the the bad economy. It, it just means again, there's going to be more opportunity. The market goes down, easier to buy. Doesn't doesn't hurt me in any way. I'm not over leveraged. I'm not overextended because only fools do that and teach that. I mean, every great business person. I mean, you know this. You you're not a kid. Yep. You've been around a long time. Yeah. Uh, you and I could spend the next. Well, we could do a whole show literally just listening the name to people we knew who overextended and went bust. Yep. Um,
2: well, overext- since you brought that up, John, that's a great point. So somebody's listening. Maybe they dabbled into real estate and they got themselves in trouble right now because everything's changed. What should they do? Oh, obviously they should contact you and come to your event. I get that. <laughs> well, well uh, thank back. you. Yeah. yeah and, got- and actually, how would they, if somebody is in that position, How would they contact you and look into that, and what would you recommend? Yeah,
3: the easiest way, go to johnburley.com. You can call my office at 623-561-8246. We do three events a year. The next one is July 21st to 23rd. I'm also on most of the major social media. You can literally just go to one of those and and send me a personal message, and I'll get back to you. It'll probably be a couple days, but I actually personally respond to the message I get from people all over the country and all over the world all the time. Yeah, um, I want to really you encourage
2: know, you because I, I know this for a fact. Because I know people that John ha, John has helped who were were in trouble. They got themselves in trouble through real estate things, either beyond their control or the economy, whatever interest rates like we've seen recently. John will reach out and, and help help them. I mean, he will help you. So, and you should go to his event. So, any other advice you. you give to somebody like that?
3: Yeah. So, so you know, most most of the problems that people have with real estate are caused by either one or two things. Far too short a time frame mm-hmm. with, with no exit strategy that would work unless everything worked out you know and, and so for example, you know if your exit tri- strategy required the market to go up or not go down, you didn't have a model that was functional. You never did. sorry, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing we can do is you know we can move the timeline and extend it. in other words, giving us more time to make it happen. So it's like you know, literally. I mean, I can't tell you the number of people who you know came on and worked with me, became capital investors. You know, in 15, 16, 17, 18, when the market was on its way to recovery, and, and most countries doubled since then. And they're just like, you know, God, that those properties in nine, ten, eleven, and twelve that I let like, go, oh, I wish <laughs> I just talked to somebody like you who knew what you're doing because I could have held on. I should have held right. on if I had. Today they're double. Yes. Right. I just right. I, I pushed the panic button. Rather than sit back and logically assess it. Um, you know, and we're not in a big panic zone, but there's a lot of people out there individually who are. And so, right. you know, reach out. And we have a lot of people who are, who are in, in flips that went bad or went sideways or worse. And in mm-hmm. many cases, what we can do is just simply change the exit strategy with the property, replace the hard money that you're paying too much for. If you don't mm-hmm. know all this vocabulary, I apologize. You go no, to com. Come out to the event. And we'll, we'll teach you what the vocabulary is. It's not hard. And, and I think what you're is-
2: bringing up, John, here is, is having a mentor, especially if you're getting yourself in trouble, is is probably the most valuable thing. And I'm going to kind of lead, what I think, in the last segment, and we're going to talk about that a little further. And I'm going to really encourage anybody that's running into that challenge because I am seeing that more and more, obviously, John. But I'm yes. going to encourage folks to stay tuned in the next segment. We're going to talk about that a little further of the value of having a mentor that has that background understanding and can help you get out of that fire or that mess you may be in so stay tuned don't miss it
1: stay tuned for more common sense from ferens for more information contact ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com that's 866-268-4422 Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Want more information? Contact Ference at 866 268 4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866 268 4422. Now back to the show with Ference Toth.
2: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference, and we have had an awesome show. John Burley is with us again, real estate expert, mentor, private equity owner. Over 30 years plus years of of uh, experience in the real estate world, John. Thank you for joining us again today. Hey, its great to be here. I always enjoy it and uh, love what you're doing here with your show. Well, thank you. And uh, it, it, I always like bringing people on who I know. I know they're doing what they say. They're they're for real. I can say this about John. I uh, have been. I've attended some of his events. I know John personally. I know some of John's clients. I always say. Uh, it's hard to lie to me when I'm looking at your tax returns and, and bank statements, right? And so yes. <laughs> it's, it's for real. <laughs> so if, what John is saying, folks, if you're – maybe this is the first time you've heard it. This sounds good, what John's talking about. Folks, it's for real, and I really encourage you to contact him. Um, how would they contact you if they wanted more information on real estate investing, John?
3: Uh, go to johnburley.com, J-O-H-N-B-U-R-L-E-Y.com. You can call my office at 623 623- 623 561-8246 and we're on the all the major social medias um you can you know follow subscribe you can also on any of those just feel free to send me a, a dm a direct message it'll probably be a couple of days but i actually answer myself it's not some high school kid and i'll get back to you and help you out
2: that's awesome and and by the way last thing i, I failed to mention if you missed any of the previous previous this show or any of the previous shows by all means go to your personal bank.com and you can listen to the Awesome information that John's been sharing with us today on real estate. The last thing we were just talking about, John, was that, and I'm running into this more and more with folks who have done some real estate investing, maybe dabbled in it, maybe a little bit more than that. And now with the situation with interest rates changing and and whatnot, they're getting themselves into a little bit of a bind or or financial trouble. Having a mentor is key
3: in this situation.
2: Yeah this what would you is recommend? Normal. I was yes.
3: blessed by by mentors as a young man um you know before there was much of this quote unquote you know education outside of you know formal educational uh, right. stuff it is having a mentor is, is paramount if you look at most people who are very very successful they have a mentor mentors many of whom aren't big public people um, it's normal right now that people would be in this cycle because because let's face it, you know, with the, the information age and the internet and all the social media, um, you know, if you're a brilliant marketer, you can attract large number of people. And and there's people out there, you know, with millions of people who follow them and listen to their advice who, who never questioned or checked if they have any credentials whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I know we're we're still just finishing off an era, and this is not new, folks. Every right. single upturn in my entire life, it was the same things. The people who hadn't gone through a downturn before were all saying the same thing. Leverage, 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 refinance, refinance, refinance. What could go wrong? Well, everything. Mm-hmm. And then right. when you think about real businesses that are successful, that have been around for decades and decades – when times are good, what are they doing? They're doing the exact opposite of what these people are teaching. They're paying off their bad debt, and they're they're sitting on cash and building a war chest. I've been listening – I just laugh because it's like the fourth time in my life you know, as a businessman where I was sitting on the same side of the fence of, of Mr. Buffett, Warren Buffett, and everybody was saying he doesn't know what he's doing. Because he's be, been publicly criticized by a whole bunch of influencers on social media because he has $130 billion in cash, and they say no one should have that much money in cash, that rich people never do that. When the reality is every single rich guy I know in the last couple years has been sitting on more cash than he sat on probably in his entire career Right. Be- because when times are extra good, that's when you know bad's coming, and you prepare yourself. Um, you reduce your your monthly nut. So so if you've got problems out there, there's a lot of good a lot of good education out there, but it only works when times are good or okay. It doesn't work when times mm-hmm. go sideways, when markets go slack, when they go down, and and so then you just need a higher level of education. You you need a model, a true model. True model cannot depend be dependent on any of the three risks not occurring. And those three risks, that we, the, the biggest ones from a real estate point of view, the first one is interest rate risk. If my model is, is requiring interest rates to stay low for me to make money, I don't have a model. I'm a fool. If my model pretends that the market can never go down and the market must go up for me to make money, I don't have a model. And yeah. then if my model pretends that the economy and things like recessions don't affect me, I don't have a model. And and the ones that I've seen, you know, I've been doing real estate for over forty years. Private equity company I formed in '89. I've seen so many great operators who had so many great skills that were all wiped out because they pretended that those three things didn't exist, and they always will. You know, and and so right now we're we're in most parts of the country we're in sideways, slightly down, slightly up markets. Nothing's nowhere's cooking hard. You know, we're 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 not in 2021 anywhere um right. in America, and so you know, this these are the better opportunities. Because quite frankly, just so you know, the high end practitioners, most of us, were doing the least amount of business in 20 to 22 that we had done for over a decade. Because mm-hmm. if you know what you're doing, you're buying and working like crazy when the markets are down, not when they're up. When the markets are up, you just Taking it easy, enjoying life and collecting your money, which is pouring <laughs> in like it never had before. Right. You're now you know, you're now reaping what you planned. And so, you know, it, it's a great time to get in there because there is some gaps in these markets, there is some weakness, there is some opportunity, but you've really got to have a long term plan and you've got to have somebody who knows what they're doing. And if you found that person for you, then awesome, stick with them. That's what you should do. Um, and if you haven't, then keep looking. Find somebody who understands a little bit better. But if there's ever anything about Get Rich Quick, look, if you're listening to this show – and, and Ferentz, I really do believe, sir, that you are one of the hottest, hottest young phenoms on the circuit. You are mm-hmm. growing and expanding. I've watched your show go from a little teeny one-station town to just mm-hmm. blowing up and continuing. Uh, you know, I think you're going to be you. the next Rush – you're welcome. I think you're going to be one of the next Rush Limbaugh-type guys. And <laughs> and and that doesn't happen by accident it no. is you you guys you really need to understand that you know pretending you guys are smart if you're listening to this show you're smart pretending that interest rate risk economic risk um and market risk doesn't exist those guys get slayed every time and i've been doing this a long long time i've known some really good guys who went under because they just were living in denial denial of the facts and the great well, operators
1: yeah. it,
3: it's like what i learned parents My job as the founder and CEO is not to make as much money as I possibly can Mm -hmm. because I work for profit, not for fees. My job, my sole job is to reduce and and mitigate risk, not lose money. And that's the number one way to make money. Don't lose any.
2: John, I can tell you two weeks ago we were looking at properties in Greenville, South Carolina. And, yes, there's there's hardly anything available, and the prices are up.
3: Yeah. And and then you got other places where MLS is bloated and they can't sell them. Um, right. and, and so, just yeah, that that's just a, a continuing cycle. Um, you know, we we just have to look at a little more analysis. And the thing is, when I look and analyze, I'm not looking for what I what I want. I'm looking mm-hmm. for what's actually there. So right. I'm not lying to myself and kidding myself, trying to create something in my mind that doesn't exist. Because there's, I can always make money in any given market. You know, I, I've had my mentors and I've, I've, I've built my skill sets to where it really doesn't matter. It's just a matter of how hard do I need to work in that given market to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best years, you know, this, we've been here 33 years. The best years our company ever had were eight through 12 when most people went bankrupt. Right. Those were the best years in the history of my company.
2: There you go. Well, if somebody wants yeah. to contact you to get more information one last time, John, how do they contact you?
3: johnburley.com we have an event july 21st 23rd the uh, burley summer camp one of the things my students say the best thing about me is i'm an active practitioner so i know what i'm doing the worst thing about me is i'm an active practitioner i know what i'm doing but i only take three seminars a year to teach it because i'm too busy doing it so johnburley.com you can call my offices at 623 561-8246 you can also reach out to me on any of the social medias out there and uh you know, subscribe or join, send me a DM and I'll get back to you uh, maybe a couple of days, but I get back to everybody who reaches out. It's not some kid from a high school doing it.
2: John, thank you for joining us again. As always, it was awesome information. And I just encourage folks to, if you have interest in real estate, check it out. I, I love having guests like John on people that know what they're doing. And I, like I said earlier, I can vouch for John. I know him personally. I've been through some of his courses. It's the real deal, folks. And John is the real, he's doing what he says. He's practicing what he's preaching, if you will. And you can really learn from him. And I know I know of no one better. And that's why I invite John to come on this show periodically to give us an update on real estate. So again, John, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Parents. It's a pleasure. I really enjoy oh. my time here. You guys take care and God bless. All right. And I'm going to ra- wrap up the show here. Stay tuned next week for more great information on the your personal bank show. And as always long as it's still on our money in god we trust
1: listen tuesdays at noon and saturdays at one to the your personal bank show for more information contact ferris at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com that's 866-268-4422 this show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guests of this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Some products discussed may have limitations and not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. For current rates, contact Ference at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com.